Hello, I'm David Ragliate and welcome to the Gibraltar Business Podcast. Election fever has taken Gibraltar over and we're super close to election day. So to help you decide, I've been meeting representatives from each party to get their vision from business in Gibraltar. To keep things balanced and to keep things fair, each interview centers around the GFSB's election wish list, which was published back in March. I ask my guests the same questions and tackle the same issues. The Gibraltar Business Podcast is brought to you by the GFSB and is sponsored by Gibraltar International Bank, which shares our passion for all things business. So far as part of these election specials, I've met Craig Sacarella from the GSD, Vijay Darianani from the GSOP Liberals. So now is the turn for Robert Basquez, who's an independent candidate standing for election. So Robert, um, welcome to the Gibraltar Business Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. It's very kind of you. Uh, so Robert, um, we are really far in into the campaign trail now for the elections. Many people in the community will be familiar with you. Uh, but for those who aren't, can you tell me a bit about your kind of background up until this point, briefly? <laughs> My background? Well, look, I, I, I have been a lawyer for 45 years. Um, I've now stepped back and I'm a consultant, so I do a little bit of legal work, but not a huge amount. Um, I went back to university at the ripe old age of 65 and did an MA in journalism just five years ago. Um, so I, I have been writing a blog online and I do contributions occasionally to the Chronicle, in my opinion, column um, about many political um, aspects. My involvement in politics started at university when I was uh, heavily involved in in the heavy days of student politics when there were riots in Paris and all sorts of things going on in, in 1971, 72, 73. And my flatmate, Hugh Bailey, became MP for York. My, uh, my best friend, even to today's day, is one of the top, was one of the top political commentators on ITV and ITN, Alistair Stewart, and a newscaster there. And my involvement and interest in politics has been forever. So why have you decided to present yourself for these elections in particular? Well, it's not the first time I stand for election. I stood with the GSD back in 2015. In 2019, they did not pick me as a candidate. But look, my ambition to be in frontline politics um, meant that either I chose to do it on my own or gave up because of my age, I'm now 71 and you know, I'm looking really at this as probably my final election, unless I get elected and then I will follow Joe Bosana's example <laughs> and carry on um, and I'm, I'm, play, I'm playing it hard to be elected um, you know it's just in my blood, I just love it and I will for it and I do it, not because I need to I thankfully have had a very, very, very successful career, I do it because I want to give back to Gibraltar I have no reason other than that. I think a lot of our listeners, for sure, I know that I relate to, if you have that passion and that kind of will, that's half, half the game, right? Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's without that passion, you cannot do it, and you certainly cannot do it alone. Mm. So, Robert, um, obviously, this is the Gibraltar Business Podcast. The big issue for us uh, that we talk about all the time is, is business. Um, I've met representatives from each of the different parties. We've kept discussions very much the same. 
And around the theme of, of the GFSB's election wish list, which was published in March this year, um, I'll go through some of the issues that were raised and kind of just to get your view, uh, should you be elected as an MP or should you end up in, in government? But it would be great to get your view on, on, on these issues. First one, and I think one of the, the issues that has, has been a concern enough to be one of the wish list uh, issues was social insurance contributions. They have been high. Um, so how would you address concerns about social insurance, especially for self-employed and part-time workers in the business community? Well, you, you say they are high, and I'm not sure what comparison you're making there. Look, social, social security payments are necessary in any society in the Western world in order to ensure uh, health services, social services, you know, and, and, and taxation will add, uh, income from taxation and revenue from taxation will add to that income stream. But look, whatever we, we, we might consider, it is an essential requirement and necessity um, for people to be looked after. And there are those who can afford to look after themselves and there are those who can afford not to look after them, who cannot afford to look after themselves. And, and, and we, you know, there's a, a fine balance to be drawn between the two. Um, I don't think the problem is the level of social security. I think the problem in Gibraltar it's, uh, is size, economy, business turnover, uh, and competition that we get internationally, now online and across the border. And um, those are all very complicated issues and they don't have an easy solution. But, you know, I, I fear that costs are going to go up, mm. not only through inflation, but through the demands that are going to be put on governments to provide. And, you know, we need to look at our overall taxation system in that regard and we need to revise some of what there is in terms of those who get beneficial tax status. Um, development aid is another issue that I've raised in my manifesto. I think it's far too generous and it helps the rich and not the poor. And I really do think we need to look at government finances generally because there's over-expenditure, there's unnecessary expenditure, and we need to do a balancing act between raising revenues for government and what is actually spent. And I think we're going to have some very difficult years ahead. Right, okay, that, that, that is challenging. I think it's already challenging enough for, for businesses. I think when you're looking at um, inflation, cost of living, pricing of everything going up, would you, what would be your ideas or your strategy to prevent above inflation uh, in, increases with utilities and, and other costs for businesses? Uh, look, I, I fear that there is very little that can be done by Gibraltar, within Gibraltar, to deal with what are international forces and problems at work. We need to try and react to them 
react to them as beneficially as possible to our own economy. Um, but, you know, the re there is a reality that needs to be faced and will, will be faced and have to be faced. And it is going to result in whoever is elected into government having to take some very difficult decisions over the next few years. Mm. And, you know, all I would do is urge that there be full consultation, that people are heard, but that those who are making representations also hear the government side and understand the problems and that consensus can be reached so that both sides can be as together as possible in resolving the problems that we're undoubtedly going to face. Communication and consultation are two words that, that are key, I think, to success, especially. Um, should, you be re should you be elected as an MP? Do you what role do you feel the Small Business Board has in, in all of that, in communication and consultation? How, the, small, the Small Business Board, the, the role of the Small Business is, Board. Well, look, the GFSB has always had a high profile. It's always been in the news. It's always been trying to, to, to campaign for the interest of its businesses. I think there has to be a realisation that large businesses start from small businesses. And, you know, we have to encourage small businesses so that they can grow, they can increase employment, uh, social security payments increase because of the numbers that are increased, uh, PAYE payments increase because of the numbers that are employed. And I think we need to work hand in hand and ensure that the environment is such as to promote business. But I'm going to give you an example. I think the trade licensing system is self-defeating. It, it was introduced at a time when the frontier was closed for very obvious reasons. I think it's time. I'm a social democrat, but I'm also a capitalist. And I believe in free trade and open trade. And I think it's time to get rid of that. Let's just, if somebody wants to start a business, so long as they conform to all the laws, why add that expense? Why add that headache? Why add that, and when I say expense, expense of, of setting up, you know, they have to go to lawyers, they have to put adverts, they have to argue if they have objection. It, it's just a barrier to free trade. And look, if you are, the GFSB should be promoting free trade. They should be wanting people to set up businesses. They should be wanting for those small businesses to grow. Let's try and make that work. And the GFSB definitely does. And I, and, and I think, you know, there is something I read recently, which is every business is small unless it's yours, right? Yes. <laughs> so when you are, and I think in Gibraltar, there's so many small businesses, so many micro businesses, I think uh, removing any red tape or any unnecessary bureaucracy is, is would be welcome, Robert, for sure. Absolutely. And, and look, that there is a need for regulation in certain areas of businesses, yes, but not just for the simple sake of, of setting up. Yeah. It's regulation, food hygiene, financial services, banking, insurance, that needs certain levels of regulation. But if you want to set up yeah. a business, for heaven's sake, be open and let, them, let that business be set up. You mentioned earlier that like international um, 
international issues obviously affecting us here on the rock. One of those which is very close to home is, is some uh, trade competition coming in from over the border and the enforcement of that. How do, how do, you, how do you stand on that? We cannot be, have two minds. We voted in a referendum to stay within the European Union. The European Union is about freedom of trade. We are engaged in negotiations with the European Union to enter into a treaty governing Gibraltar's relationship with the EU. The terms of that are secret, so I can't really talk too much about it, but I imagine one of the, one of the things that is going to be discussed is precisely freedom of movement, of trade, good, people and everything. That is a world reality in Europe today, and that is something that we need to stand on our own two feet and meet fair and squarely. Uh, and, and I don't think protectionism is something that fits in with that policy. You want protectionism, then we're going to have a closed frontier, and then what's going to happen? We're not going to have much trade because people aren't going to be crossing the frontier easily. So one thing or the other, and I do think that Gibraltar needs free movement at the frontier. I think Gibraltar needs people to come in. I think Gibraltar's tourist industry needs people. I think Gibraltar's retail industry needs people. And if we don't come to a deal with the European Union, that will cease. And then we have a problem that is much bigger than competition from across the border. Robert, bringing things right back to, to Main Street particularly, um, about two years ago, there was something called the BID, which was the Business Improvement District. It wasn't successful, but I know that the legislation that's supporting a similar scheme did go through Parliament. In your opinion, is there an appetite uh, for implementing or re-looking at a similar scheme? I think, look, I think any scheme that is aimed at promoting new business, new startup, new setups, and, and, and assisting in having more employment needs to be looked at carefully, uh, probably revised and improved. And I think, obviously, there is always room for that. But it's within what is possible cost-wise, and it is also within what is for a reasonable period of time, not a, something that just stays and develops forever and a day, like, uh, to, let's, let's talk about development aid. Development aid was introduced when building costs were huge because the frontier was closed and everything had to come by sea. We still have it, and there are very wealthy people taking advantage of that. It's time to look at that. Come on. It's, it was 1969, if I remember my date correctly, when the Development Aid Act was passed. <laughs> you know, lots of people have made many millions and not paid tax on them. And that doesn't help Gibraltar. Robert, one of the things, and I think this is what you're kind of, one of the areas that you're maybe alluding to or, or looking at a review of, of processes, right? Transparency. Uh, is is paramount across you know across a community and across our GFSB members. 
How do you view transparency and accountability in government? Do you think it should be better when it comes to uh, tenders and procurement? Let's talk at a democratic and political level first. I don't think we have proper democratic government in Gibraltar save every four years when there's an election. There is Dicey was one of the main constitutional writers of the United Kingdom. I don't want to get too technical, but he developed the theory of the separation of powers. One is the legislature, which is parliament. The other is the executive, which is the ministers. And the other one is the judiciary. Now, the judiciary is in Gibraltar, you know, separate. But government and parliament are not. So really, sitting at number six commonplace, the chief minister can decide to do something. And if the law doesn't allow him to do it, he just, sit, he just calls parliament and gets all his ministers to pass the law to allow him to do it. That is not democracy. Uh, now, in terms of, 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 of governmental interference, there shouldn't be any government interference into business. I think we need much freedom as possible. Um, and, 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 and I think businesses need to function as best as they can with as little governmental interference as possible. Okay, thanks for that. I did. <laughs> thanks for that background. Um, just to summarize now in closing, thanks for your time because I know how busy you are and what a busy day you're having. Um, can you summarize for our listeners your, your strategy, your vision for advancing business in Gibraltar and why voters should trust your leadership with their votes? You know, my, my main political campaign is based around greater democracy and greater openness in public finances. But look, I also, as I've said in my interview, feel that the private sector needs to be encouraged because Gibraltar's economic motor is the private sector. And what we need to do is try and reduce any hindrance that the government may have and the laws may have on the private sector, obviously without letting it become the Wild West. We need elements of control. And so, you know, as my manifesto says, we need as little government interference as possible. I've said already, I think the trade licensing system has to disappear. And I think if I was an M elected an MP, I will promote every initiative that will help private sector and employment in Gibraltar. And I think that if I am a minister, which is more difficult, but not impossible, then obviously I maintain that position. And I think we need properly regulated environments, but not overkill on government interference. We are in a f capitalist society that needs to look after its underprivileged, and one is socialist in that regard, but business is the engine to ensure that we have money to help those who are less well-off, and let's encourage business to grow and become more successful. Robert Vasquez, thank you for your time and all the best for the rest of uh, electioneering. Thank you for your time and I look forward to people voting for me 
and having letting me have a say in Parliament. And that's it for this election special of the Gibraltar Business Podcast. Thank you, Robert Vasquez, for your time. You can listen to the other two election specials right here on Spotify. These may help you decide come election day. As well as our sponsors, the Gibraltar International Bank, I'd like to thank everyone who contributes to the project and keeps the podcast going from strength to strength. So it's a goodbye from me. Thank you for tuning in. And just remember to head out and vote on the 12th of October. See you soon.